Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bloody Good Horror. My name is Eric, and I'll be your host for this evening, where we will be reviewing Glorious, a movie whose subject matter we'll discuss here in a second. First up, joining me from Manhattan, New York City, please welcome John Schnarr's show. You really, you really uh, mailed it in on that description of glory. I like to think of it more as a like movie a movie whose subject we may or may not discuss. I like to think of it more as a tease, John. That's what we, yeah, we in the industry call some. that a teaser, which is thematic. I think actually, we could we could have workshopped that one beforehand. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> Next up on the show from Indiana, please welcome Casey. Hello. And that's it tonight everyone yeah. for perhaps the first time in bgh history just the three of us um since uh, um. <laughs> we've been having guests for the last year so we've had i think we've had at least one guest on almost every episode and then yeah. or caitlin was around so now it's just us tonight everyone tonight on a very intimate bgh yeah i mean we've done i would say it's probably less than 10 three person episodes ever yeah. yeah, and I've never not enjoyed one. They're fun. Well, there's a lot more room for you to just let it all hang out. <laughs> you betcha. Me specifically, yeah. So, John, this uh, glorious movie mm-hmm. here we're going to discuss in a minute. It's about um, a thing called a glory hole, John. Now, pretend that I don't know what this means. Mm-hmm. So could you now, on the record, in video and live on the internet, pretend like I don't know. Just explain to me what what this is. I mean, I can do this in a PG, probably more like PG-13 <laughs> way. I mean, all right. So I assume this is only a male bathroom situation, but maybe in female bathrooms. I don't know. Like I don't go in the female <laughs> bathrooms, so it's hard to know. Sometimes people, presumably men, almost always men, um, put holes in the stall of uh, public restrooms or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, like frequently used private restrooms. Um, And that hole is meant to accommodate sexual activity. (laughs) When two people love each other. (laughs) When two... (laughs) People love each other and are in public and need a place. Facilitates to go. anonymous sexual uh, activity yeah, yeah. is, I yeah. guess, part of the key to that. Yeah. Much to my surprise, when I, all I, this was all I knew about this movie. Well, and well, we got other stuff to do before we really get into it. But I just, hey, this is a Glory Hill movie. This is what we're doing. I'm like, okay. I assumed it would be saucy <laughs> in some way. So imagine my surprise when the movie opens and I just hear a J.K. Simmons voice coming out of this alien butthole painting in this uh yeah. stall was i was like oh this is not what i thought it's we the alien it's not the alien's butthole though it's, it's like, like a, a mouth man. it's like a mouth butthole head kind of thing like yeah it's a lovecraftian thing <laughs> well there's a female form sure but then with the it. like alien head on it yeah the alien head ruins it though it definitely makes it less sexy. <laughs> yes. Uh, for me. I, no judgment, though, for anyone else. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited to get in this movie, so let's take a quick break and review Glorious. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. Not the front time. 
John, I don't know what it's like uh, down there in New York City today, but in um, beautiful pastoral upstate New York, it was cool in the mid-70s. It felt like fall today. It was pretty delightful. Uh, it was hot. I mean, it was really? not like hot, hot, but it was not, not, it was warm. Concrete, um, concrete jungle, man. I'll be moving upstate tomorrow. Uh, and I saw it's going to be in the forties in the Ooh. evening on, uh, I believe Friday night. Pretty excited. I'm done with summer. That, that's good bonfire weather. Fuck. Yeah. I'm the first thing I said to my wife is fire pit is coming out. Yeah. So when you say you're moving, what does that mean? Well, like we, we bought this house, which sure. I have taken some grief about my our <laughs> second home, uh, our, our vacation right home, me. whatever you want to call it, our country house. If you want the pretentious country version, Eric, <laughs> our country house. Um, and uh, so we go up there. We're going to go up because the kids don't have school. This is their last Friday. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So like we're going to go up tomorrow afternoon and then we'll stay through Monday. You said it's, moving. It's holiday you week. said moving in, which you well, understand confused me. Relocating yeah, for the weekend. Yeah. Yes. I got you, John. Do they start Thanks. school? Thanks. Do they start? School? You know about country houses, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> do they start school next week? Yeah, they don't start. Uh, and this is like, if you really want to go get me on a rant, this is like a topic you might want to continue on. But they don't start until Thursday. Damn, that's weird. Ours started at the end of July. School? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> no. When do they stop? Yeah. What the fuck? What? I mean, a lot of schools like the last, start- like the last Thursday of July. I mean, honestly, with like a three and a six year old, uh, sure, like let's go yeah, <laughs> get them back to yeah, school. Like, <laughs> but like, Casey, when do they leave school? They must be done then, at like the end of May or like yeah. end of yeah. I was gonna say yeah. See, here they go through June. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, ours are done by my May. I'm a little rusty now, thankfully, because my kid's been out for a couple years. <laughs> yeah, a few. All right, John. When those kids go back to school, you know what they're going to do? Just, like anything but be the, up in my grill all the time, which is <laughs> what they do right now. They're going to learn words, my friend. Mm-hmm. Words. <laughs> this is what my daddy drank. <laughs> <laughs> Please bring us, Mr. Schnars, the word of the day. Eric, today's word is uh, lore. That's L-O-R-E, lore. Mm. I checked. I've never used it before. Wow. I'm excited about that. Uh, a body of traditions and knowledge on a subject or held by a particular group, typically passed from person to person by word of mouth. Lore. And it comes to us from the Germanic via Old English, lar. John, did you say instruction. it's... John, did you say it's passed from person to person via the mouth uh yeah by word of mouth so oh, you know okay gotcha. <laughs> you could say orally though i thought this was you like a, okay we can let's say it yeah. i thought this was like an it follows kind of situation we were uh, here. well it's not not like that um as my uh, as my father always said growing up when we were teenagers safety is no accident did he say that? My parents never said that. He like that said it constantly and in front of other people just to be embarrassing. Didn't he worked in insurance? Is that right? Yes, Am I getting that? Am I remembering it. correctly? Yeah. So um, there you go. Insurance people. Um, but <laughs> I was the one the one note on Laura, if you'll allow. Uh, same root apparently as learn, which I thought was interesting. Mm. 
That is pretty interesting. I love it. John, tell me about Glorious. This is a an actual like Shutter. It's marked Shutter exclusive or something right now, I believe. Yeah, Shutter bought the North American rights to the film, so it's yeah the only place people are watching this is on Shutter, which, in my opinion, is the only appropriate place to watch a movie like this. But Fair. we can get to that. Um, yeah, I mean Casey uh, has some some personal backstory with this uh, that he can share, but the, very quickly, directed by Rebecca McKendry from a screenplay by Joshua Hull and David Ian McKendry, uh, uh, the husband of the director, Rebecca. Um, uh, and from long, long, deep BGH lore, one might say, uh, contributor Todd Rigney uh, wrote the story. Yeah, Todd was like the OG prolific BGH writer. So that dude back in like 2007, when we were really firing up, we that we started the show that year. He was writing for us. He was never on the show, weirdly enough. But um, he was cr- well. That's a lie. Maybe he was on he, the show. Actually, now that I think about it, he did he come been. on for pound? Maybe. I don't know. But anyway, he um he wrote two weeks, two reviews a week for like two or three years, like a machine, like never missed one. It was incredible. <laughs> um, super nice dude, really smart. And he wrote years later, we ran into him again at a convention in Indy where we saw his movie Found. And I think we reviewed it on the show. Um, which, or that wasn't like he had, that was another one I think that was based on his story, right? Yeah. Because yeah. we found out while Todd was doing two reviews a week for two or three years for us, he was actually writing novels at the same time. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, novels, likes, like short stories and stuff like that. Likes to write, man. But yeah, so yeah, it's interesting to, to have his name pop back up. I, and like, I had no idea. Like, it literally was the credits rolled and I was like, oh, Todd. I would. Yeah. I didn't see it. I wouldn't have seen it unless you'd brought it up. Yeah. Um, Casey, you said you, you know the the one of the screenwriters here. You've met him. Yeah, Joshua Hall's uh, from here in Indy. He's a brewer, actually, for a brewery called Scarlet Lane. And uh, I know we have a lot of listeners out there that have enjoyed Horror Hound Weekend. And if or if you've been there the last few years and never had the Horror Hound beer, Scarlet Lane Brewery is the brewery that uh, makes that beer. I've uh, known Joshua for a couple of years. We met a few times there at the brewery and whatnot. Actually, it was uh, due to Joshua's efforts with a local movie theater down the street from me that I got to see the void in the theater for a midnight screening when it first came out, he helped organize that. So, uh, yeah, I saw him posting a while back that this was getting made and he started, uh, once he let the news, he's written some other books out there as well. There's some, uh, there, he's got a great like coffee table size book, uh, on the best movies that were never released talking about some horror movies and stuff that were never released. I recommend uh, searching that one out. That's a good one too. Uh, He's just a fun guy with a really strong appreciation and affection for horror. And he's a nice guy and fun to hang out with. So I was pretty impressed to see that uh, this came out of him. (laughs) I love fun guy. Um, John, tell me about glorious. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you've, you, you spoiled the, the big, I don't know, reveal. I, so I knew nothing about what this movie was about. Um, and so like fired it up, I think in the shutter description, it might mention something about like a men's bathroom or something like that. 
and so then you know pretty quickly when you're you're introduced to the the glory hole in its in all of its glory um you know you sort of start to put it together the basic plot here is that you've got wes wes we meet wes he is driving uh with a car full of stuff he's he's sort of despondent he's he's got like a teddy bear on the dashboard um and he we're seeing in sort of snippets of flashbacks and shit like that um that he's running away from a a, a breakup or a, the ending of a relationship and so he's he's very upset he is falling asleep at the wheel he pulls off the highway and stops at a rest stop um he has a weird interaction with uh a woman like i dressed like a is like a trucker woman but she's not really she's not driving a big rig i don't know it was very not a hundred i don't even remember exactly what the hell goes on in that interaction other than he gets a chocolate bar out of it but um he then goes into the bathroom uh he you know sees this glory hole and then he tries to go out here and realizes he's now like trapped well sorry i skipped over he burns a bunch of stuff like he lights this fire burns all of these sort of pieces of, you know, mementos from his relationship. And that's sort of like him purging the relationship. And while doing that, he chugs a bottle, he chugs, chugs like a fifth of, of whiskey. So when he goes into this bathroom, he then passes out, he wakes up the next morning and he can't get out. Um, then JK Simmons begins to speak to him. His glorious baritone <laughs> begins yeah. bellowing from the, the glory hole painting. Yeah, and so uh, and so that's it. I mean, <laughs> the rest of this movie, and this is not an exaggeration. The rest of this movie is set in the men's room bathroom. There are a couple of like flashbacks slash sort of imagined sequences. There's there's some effects sequences that sort of transport you, but it's a solid sixty plus minutes, I would say, in the bathroom. Hot. <laughs> With drama. We've it all had those days. I mean, it shouldn't take 60 minutes, John, but, you know. Anyway. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> or you might want to get something checked out. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, uh, Casey, tell me what you thought. So, I think it's pretty well known around here. I'm a sucker for anything cosmic horror and I was pretty excited for this one uh, going in just because the setup sounds insane. A cosmic glory hole story. And... Ultimately, I was not disappointed. I enjoyed this quite a bit. And really, the fact that it rests on Ryan Quanton's shoulders and J.K. Simmons' voice is impressive, and they pulled it off. That's what's even more impressive, and it's kind of fun. It gets a little goofy, and it's out there, but I expect that for a cosmic horror movie like this. And I feel like they also didn't take it super serious. There were, there were some chuckles and some humorous moments in there too, that helped lighten it up. So yeah, it, I don't know that it's going to make my top 10 for the year, but I really enjoyed it and had fun watching it. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, man, it, it, it crossed that bar for me. That's like my litmus test these days, which is super original, super memorable really tight it's like an hour 18 minutes like literally i was joking it's my number one movie of the year because it's an hour and 18 minutes and it's like to be fair it's probably stretched into an hour 18 in some ways which i'm sure john's gonna bring up but um man i dug this movie a lot it's a great example of a uh an idea that 
is uh, made or broken in the casting. And I think, uh, what's the actor, the main actor dude's name, the one you see? Yeah, Ryan Quanton. Okay, and he was on True Blood, I believe. So yep. he he's really good, but it's like it's J.K. Simmons to me that like steals the show in this thing. Oh yeah, and man, you don't get that casting right, and this movie is unwatchable. I feel like, <laughs> but he has so much. I really enjoyed his like almost uh, detached, sentient robot kind of reading. Like it's dramatic, but at the same time cosmic and detached in a way i really liked it's written really well i really enjoyed their conversations shockingly like they bring another character in briefly in the second act and normally in a movie this sparse i'm like oh man they need something else i didn't like care for any of that really i was like Mm -hmm. i'm enjoying this like back and forth so much i didn't need another person almost and it doesn't even like we can talk about it. It doesn't really serve the plot at all. It's more just a, a bump to speed things along or something. I don't know, but I really dug it. And I think that it's got, um, I liked the slow unraveling of character development on the, <clears throat> our main character dude here. Um, you know, a lot of it, it is very silly. They go for a couple of like, I would almost call like a family guy ask jokes. And I mean that in like the, it's all about the timing. Like they're trying to be like cheeky with the timing and stuff. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but I found it all like pretty, pretty endearing. The mythos is like real silly and arbitrary, but like, you know, it's a movie about a glory hole. So like, what are you going to do? <laughs> um, and I did, there's like a really funny, we can talk about like, very telegraphed scene at the end where he gets ready to do the sacrifice and has misunderstood what is asked of him. Like, of course, cause you just like, we'll talk about it. Of course. But it may, it was, that was a joke where I saw it coming and it like really paid off for me. So that's what she said. So anyway, um, I liked it. I dug this movie a lot and I think this is going to make my top 10. I just don't know where yet. Hello. What do you think? Schnars? Oh boy. Um, I'm definitely gonna be the party pooper here. Damn it. <laughs> I look like I agree with a lot of the things that have been said. This movie is super original. Uh, I, I've it had never crossed my mind that there might be a movie about a cosmic glory hole. So, you know, kudos in that regard. Um, I think I'm trying to think of where I want to start. So. I did not, I think a lot of it for me starts with, I did not love Ryan Quantin. I'm not familiar with him. Like, I, you know, I, I, he's been in things that I, in theory, have seen. Like, he was in Dead Silence. I've seen that. I saw it in the oh, theater. Oh, that's the other big one, right, right, right. Knights yeah. of, Knights of Bad Astem, which we yeah. watched. We did that uh, on the show. That was Joe Lynch. Yeah. Yep. Um, so he's, like, been in things that I've seen. I just, like... I could not have picked him out of a lineup and whether it's him or the screenplay, I don't think he pulls off some of the like headier dialogue. Like I think it probably comes down to some of the dialogue is a little too stretched. You know, he's like talking to this glory hole to JK Sims and JK Sims is fine. He's not being asked to like act and speak. You know, it's just a voiceover and it's not even like a voiceover, like an animated thing. It's a voiceover, a JK Simmons, a picture in a, on the side of a, uh, men's stall with a hole in it. Um, 
So I don't know. Like I didn't he's not bad. And ultimately I think I did kind of soften on like there were parts in the beginning where I was like, what the fuck? Like when he's like having to act despondent, I, I, I felt like a lot of that stuff was kind of like hackneyed. Interesting. But by the end, I think it kind of like comes together a little better. So that that was kind of the start of like, you know, some of the rough edges. I think the movie, I probably there's there's two things I would have preferred. One, a much shorter film. Like this is a funny concept, but I do think you could have done this as like a 30 minute segment in an anthology film or even like a 22 minute episode of an anthology TV show. Like, I just think there's a much shorter version of this that kind of gets you to the same place where they're not stretching out a lot of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and, and so that plays in Eric to the part you talk about where like they brought in the other character and I was like, great. Like, Somebody for him to interact with. It's I mean, not it, this fucking hole. It has but. a vibe of like I was thinking. Um, you could this this kind of story would fit really nicely in any kind of like horror anthology show. Yes. Yeah. Well, and where it like ultimately where goes, you get we'll fifty-two minutes or something, where it's like just a little leaner. I, I could definitely see that. Yeah, I, I mean, I would probably push it. Like, I do think it, like, the best version, maybe 43 minutes, whatever, 44, <laughs> that they'll, like, you yeah. know, but um, we, we, it's going to be really hard to, like, not talk about the ending. I don't want to get there quite yet because I, I have a major issue once you kind of, like, get all the way through to the end um, that I do think is worth discussing. I, the other thing I was going to say, and you sort of hit on it, I think Casey brought this up, like, it's just like it doesn't really know how funny it wants to be or it's not maybe it I think either they thought it was going to be really funny and like a lot of it's meant to be funny and the jokes aren't landing or it sort of is like not co- fully committed to being as funny as it could be. It's a funny setup and I think there's a lot you sort of said like there's a lot of the jokes where they expect it to be like can you believe he's still talking to this glory hole? <laughs> And that stuff. Didn't so work for what me. I would say is I don't think I, I would agree. I don't think it's like a hundred percent hit rate, um, right. but there was what? a good amount that I thought was funny. Like one moment I really enjoyed JK Rowling asking him if he wanted to know exactly whose poop <laughs> JK was JK, JK Rowling. <laughs> what the fuck? JK Simmons. Don't listen. Don't, I can't, I can't. You're two, a wizard. There are two people right. on earth whose names are JK and no, I can't keep them straight. Yeah. yeah um, sure. When he was like, asked him if he wants to know, like he's trying to prove to him that he's a deity. And he asked him if he wants to know exactly whose poop and vomit he had wiped on his face oh, yeah. from not being able to wash his hand. That was funny. Like those kind of little yeah. liners hit really yeah. well. I actually thought that stuff is funnier than where they are going for the real big jokes. Like one thing I think it doesn't work and it's because of some like sloppy directing and editing is these jokes where he's talking and he's like peeing. And so it like interrupts and then he goes again. Like I get what they're doing there, but it didn't like fight. Well, it, it just fight. feels yeah, weird at that point in the movie. Cause that came pretty late in the film. Yeah. Yeah. So it hasn't been. And they, lingered to, and they yeah. repeated too many times too. Yeah. They yeah. pulled up, they pulled that stretch of that joke too much. And you're not wrong. I, under, I, I mean, I don't think this is like top level professional Chris rock type humor going on here or anything like that more than anything, the humor in this movie and like the setting and just the story itself really kind of helped make this feel like a, a classic eighties type B movie, low budget kind of movie movie. It's that kind of humor. And, and that's the light 
that I started taking it in as that's where I appreciated that humor. Yeah, they're stupid jokes, but I think for what they were going for, it just kind of worked for me. I, I do look, I tip my cap on the we as we mentioned, like how inventive of an idea. Like this is truly uh, an innovative horror concept, at least in my book. Um, and the the like gore and some of the effects like are better than I was expecting. Um, so I love the, you know. it's very gory. I also super dig all of the Lovecraftian kind of cosmic horror stuff going on. I would yeah. like I would watch a featurette on like how in particular they did that big beast thing at the end with all the tentacles. Cause it almost yeah. looked like they might've shot it at a smaller scale and like project it. Like there's, there's something really practically and interesting going on there that I was like pretty into. Well, yeah. definitely it's not CGI. Like it was not a hundred percent CGI. And those moments, right? you know, again, like the whole movie takes place in the bathroom, but they, those effect heavy moments are sprinkled throughout in a way. And they're done in a way that, make gives it a lot of feeling of scope like it sells the cosmic part of it by i think like how good those effects are they're doing yeah. as much as humanly possible to make this bathroom <laughs> feel interesting yeah, totally but so. like the reveal like the reveal of jk simmons's uh creature and everything was like old school monster filmmaking yeah. too the way they set it up and he was telling them don't whatever you do don't look in the hole don't look at me you can't handle it you're gonna go crazy which is a pretty strong staple for cosmic horror and then they kind of i i like the way they played with the tension of that when they finally revealed him too and then it was ridiculous you expected it to be but there's a nice tension there you're just like oh yeah of course it's ridiculous uh do you want to talk about how, kind of where it develops john like where it goes yeah i mean so like i particularly want to talk about sort of how it concludes and like I don't know. I would, this is like a, we should lay down a pretty heavy spoiler warning. Cause I, you know, if you're at all interested in this movie, I don't want to, I agree. Ruin the ending yeah. People. It's a movie that's sort of like part of the, for me, the joy of it is like what watching an unexpected thing unfold that you don't know where it's going to go. So it is worth, I think pausing maybe. So, yeah. Okay. This is that pause. Here's the thing. It is revealed so the 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 monster through or the the uh, the the what do we he was a titan I believe is how he wanted to be referred he was like the son of a god or I can't remember but he um, keeps talking about the fact that like you know we've been brought here together at this time in this place because I need you to like stop me from like whatever destroying the universe. I mean, it's a little convoluted, which is another, I mean, and we, you know, you, you all mentioned like, and some of that's like, I think meant to be funny, but some of it's also, it just, yeah. I don't know, it didn't work. Um, to, to be fair, that's a, also a fairly big staple of cosmic horror stories. It's convoluted as hell. Yeah. Fair. I mean, I, yeah, I get it. I mean, the, but the, um, uh, so he stops the demon by not, I did. I did appreciate when he like he sticks his uh, you know his member into the glory hall. And, <laughs> and he's like, "That's not the donation I want," or whatever. You know, like that wasn't. You know, you think that was enough to save the earth? Their whole um, back and forth right there, I really enjoyed. It was really funny. Yeah, Which, that was such a great scene too, and like a peak of the comedy because we're all everybody watching this movie and he keeps talking about, he needs him to make a sacrifice or whatever, or yeah. a donation. Well, and we're all waiting for it. And they <laughs> tease that too, because like 10 or 15 minutes earlier in the movie, 
is when he first kind of talks about like, here's what you have to do and sticks his little like weird tentacle thing out. So we're already like, they build up anticipation that this has to happen before we even come back around to it. Yeah. So then, so then he, it's revealed he has to like donate his liver. He don't, he, he like stabs his own liver with some glass and then like a tentacle thing sucks out a piece of his liver and the world is saved. And what's revealed in the very final moments of the movie, like you get this J.K. Simmons voiceover, which like, I don't know, here's a question. Where's the voice coming from? Cause the D de- the, the thing is gone, but putting that aside, he's just back in the ether, John. Yeah. The okay. giant hole in the wall. Yeah. He reveals that, or it is revealed that, uh, that this guy Wes is actually a serial killer. And like the breaking up with his, girlfriend was a girlfriend and someone I think, you know, that he was like connected, connecting with at a deeper level. She discovered that he was a serial killer. So then he had to kill her. And so he's like despondent about that. I have like a very wide range of issues with this. One is like, you then realize as someone who's been watching this movie, that this guy that you're like, I don't know if you're like rooting for him, but certainly you are like, you know, asked to identify with him. You've basically been like lied to about him and what his deal is for the entire movie. And so like he dies, he is punished, but you actually don't get the like the the emotional impact of his punishment for the crimes that are revealed at the very end. Because like you were just told a second ago that he's a serial killer and now he's dead. So like it just that mechanically doesn't yeah, work I- for me. Yeah, I don't know that I always would, but I enjoyed the. I actually enjoyed the ambiguousness of it. I would also argue that he is immediately coded as off when we see well, him. Yes. When we see yeah. him leaving those He's like weird. psycho phone messages, so like I feel like the movie's kind of teasing that this dude is like kind of not all there, kind of from the beginning. But it, I mean, it is a hard yeah. turn. I do agree. I see well, both sides. I see both sides. I think they they just failed to set that kind of ending up on us there was no hints towards anything of that other than he was kind of unsettled until all of a sudden oh yeah he was a serial killer well and like there's the box that he they keep like kind of like highlighting the red box which is then revealed that that's where you kept his serial killer mementos and that is what he burned and like so when they when he was burning all those things i'm like why are they not showing us these images because like he's looking at them but they're not showing them to the audience so then here's here's like the so what I was describing there was sort of like structural, like, I don't know, screenplay issues. I would say filmmaking issue. And and I guess you could put this on the screenplay, but it's really more probably like director issue. It's like, they're just lying to us as an audience. Like there's like, there's like critical information that is like available to all of the members of the film. The like, so Wes knows he's a serial killer, but the mo- the monster knows he's a serial killer too, because it but knows everything. Don't. And we don't. Right. And so there's so you're like saying weird... you're saying there's not a cipher for which we would yeah. be ignorant through. There's there's no it's it's a weird setup where the like so like dramatic tension is when like the audience does something that the characters don't, and you're like, oh, when are they gonna figure this out? This is like the inverse or the opposite, which does not work, in my opinion. Yeah. Which is That's... like the film lies to the audience about what's happening, because again, the the demon knows what's going on, or the monster knows what's going on. West doesn't know, but we are only it's only revealed to us what West doesn't know in the very last minute of the movie. Right. And so like it's all like I just was like, 
at the end, I was like, what the fuck? Like what? Yeah. Like it felt like I was basically lied to about what I was watching for 78 minutes. And then in the last minute, it was like, psych. And that's where like, John, can I ask me, you a question? You can kind of get away with that in a 22 to 45 minute thing. But can I don't know. Can sorry, I ask I'll you stop. a question, John? No. How did you feel when you sure. watched this movie? <laughs> How are you feeling that day? <laughs> I mean, I, it was fine. Like I was, <laughs> and I was kind of like, I was when it when I realized what how like sort of kind of goofy and off the wall it was. I was like, all right, let's see where this goes. Again, by the end, I was like already kind of annoyed because it was it was a little long at that point. I was like, all right, we like this. And then when they reveal that, it's just like, guys, like what, what? <laughs> yeah. So. Well, it's kind. Of, I mean, that's. I think we're kind of saying the same things, and it comes down to that argument. That ultimately, that big twist wasn't necessarily earned. It feels kind of like an info dump on us, and, and then we're just like, as like you're saying with us, the viewer, you're kind of like, okay, well, what do we do with that? And for me, I understand why you're frustrated with it. I think I enjoyed the zaniness and the cosmic parts of this enough. I was at that point, I was just along for the ride because at that point I didn't even think twice about it when that was revealed and they moved on for it from it and didn't really linger on it. So I was kind of like, yeah, hey, whatever. I almost forgot about it until you brought it up. <laughs> but that's weird. Like, Cause yeah. then all it is, is a movie about a guy who has to like sacrifice himself to like save the world from a bathroom yeah. demon. Thing, which is like also a fine like aim for a movie but that's where it's like you could do that movie in 20 minutes right no i 100 percent agree i think this would definitely be a lot solider a lot more solid as part of an anthology even if it was like a tales from the crypt episode where it was an episode itself of an anthology of an overall all anthology it would work in that format too you know like you were saying in like the 45 minute range i think it would be really tight and i think it'd be really effective yeah because it does feel there are moments where it does feel like it's stretched a little bit. And I would say that some of those problems that we're talking about, like with that whole serial killer angle, could be stuff in other movies that we've reviewed that are longer. We could talk, we would probably be talking about maybe those end up on the cutting room floor, those hints and stuff. But I don't know with the shortest of this movie was, why would they have cut that? Because yeah. they don't have much room to cut, right? Yeah. Yeah. John, did you have a favorite moment in this movie? I did like the when the wall gets blown out and like the the father demon, the father evil tentacle god shows up. Big big fan of that. Yeah, I think they visually um, did all that stuff really well. Yeah, yeah. Casey, uh, I like how. I really enjoyed ahead, how uh, towards the beginning when J.K. Simmons started using the uh, the stall painting as a whiteboard a cosmic whiteboard and was explaining the story to him. I thought that was fairly clever. Yeah. I also liked, I mean, it's like sort of a silly, it, it, almost like a stretch out the movie moment where he thinks he's escaping via the, um, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the grate, And he like climbs through this like air conditioning duct and they, they, they shoot it in a fun way where it's like, he's like climbing at angles and it's a little disorienting where you're like, where is he going? And but they like show him coming out. We know it's like the bathroom and he he's not really realizing it because he was like climbing up. And so he's like, how the hell? That was a but, cool. Yeah. You know yeah, what that he, like, climbs out and then falls. This is completely random and off subject. But that that reminded me the way they did that reminded me of the movie Cube. I don't know if you remember that movie. Yeah. Yeah. But they like yeah. I remember watching a thing where they had one room built of a set. And then anytime that they were like coming in or out of it, they would just CG the previous one behind them. 
and then would coat it with just different colors. So the rooms look different or whatever. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I also, I got a chuckle out of that uh, vent scene too, with the fact that JK Simmons was talking throughout the whole thing and you could hear him getting fainter and stuff. And then once he comes out, JK Simmons is still talking like he knew he was in the event the entire time. (laughs) Yeah. Like nothing ever happened. It's that's like one of the other hard parts. And it, you know, comes back to like my issue with the ending. It's like the, 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 god monster thing is basically not omnipotent like it knows everything but it's also like it can do anything right and so that does it like undercuts some of the tension that's where again i mean i I hit on it before like the movie couldn't kind of decide how like goofy it wanted to go i i would have preferred the goofier angle because the the monster the god can do whatever the hell it wants so like go full fucking goofy i agree with you like with the the way it was like sketching on the the stall yeah. door, like that's the kind of stuff that you can you have license to kind of do any of that. Um, and and like, look, it's a small budget movie. I'm not trying to like bust balls. And they did a really nice job, frankly, for like what was probably a quick shoot um, in in a very confined space. And they they do make it feel bigger than it is. Um, but yeah, like when you have a a antagonist or character that's that all powerful it it undercuts some of the tension because you're just like well it could just kill him whenever it wants you know or it could could suck out his liver in theory you know so would you recommend this movie casey yes john i'm gonna go no i say yes there you have it you've been overruled john fair enough that's you know it's how a democracy works you're being voted off the island <laughs> two it's a two minute <laughs> just kidding you know i can't quit you mm. all right everyone let's take a quick break and do some fan mail the shape the face later he's back Halloween 4 the return of Michael Myers rated R Stoss Party the theater or drive in there you This is Sasha Jensen from Halloween 4, and you're listening to Bloody Good Horror. Dude, I, you know down. what? I was feeling so Halloweeny today, John. Somebody's late. It had a fire going in my neighborhood. It was wafting in the window. It's, it's. I'm ready. The uh, pumpkin spice is back. 
I know I'm not. That's not my jam. But I, I well, that's not true. I will bake and like make things with pumpkin spice. I'm just not into like Starbucks stuff. But um, I'm ready. I'm ready. So I took a look it. at my top ten list. Would you like to hear my top ten list, John? I've got a full ten. Yeah. So here's what I. There's only one answer to that. So here's what I did. I finally bumped Scream. Ooh. Okay, fair I, enough. I just don't. Nothing is was real. Nothing was memorable about that movie. I but you like. you put you bumped it, and you're putting glorious on. Yeah, and I switched swapped some things around. Um, I've been ready to quit Scream for a little while now. I've just been like looking for the right movie. So here's I'll my. Throw out a, I'll, I'll interrupt and throw out a spoiler that uh, Orphan Two bumped Scream from my list. Uh, yeah, well, it's all Orphan First Kill also on my list. I'm feeling a little chaotic energy with my list this year, John. It's one of those years. You know those kind of years. I, I'm going to have to check out Orphan First Kill ASAP. This is, yes. I actually did go to try to watch it and realized I didn't have Paramount. Dude, we were like four. Like, yeah, we were four it. thumbs up on that shit. Yeah. Um, right. Top five. Nope. X. Prey. Mad God. Spine of Nights. Okay. Bottom five. Number six. Orphan First Kill. Number seven, Fresh. Number eight, Watcher. Number nine, Torn Hearts. Number 10, Glorious. Okay. And I would say my bullpen. Glorious hanging on for its dear life. Right well, now. yeah, I mean, it's there's a lot coming out this year. We'll see. I will say my bullpen right now for like honorable mention would be Scream, since I just bumped it, and The Cursed, the movie that I can never remember what it's about. I I did like the cursed. I've I've been reminded because of the last time you couldn't remember what it was, and I had to go look it up. And then I was like, "Yeah, that's a pretty good movie." Man, it took me to. Um, it occurred to me this week that Caitlin's not here anymore. Anybody missed that? Caitlin is taking a step away just to kind of like you know free up some bandwidth in her life, and uh, that meant nobody was filling out the um, episode guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh look at someone I, uh, did it. I started to do today. You actually. did it, John. Look at you, you glorious yeah. son of a bitch. I love it. All right, info at bloodygoodhorror.com. I guess before we do that, we can just talk a little bit about Patreon. Uh we are transmitting in high definition video to YouTube right now. Video, that's right. You could see Schnars, you could see Casey mm -hmm. vaping over there. Um can see me glorious vape right clouds there. you betcha and um you actually i guess you could go through your patreon post when you sign up too and get like just scroll through and get any of our episodes on video pretty much you can go back because they're all on youtube and those links stay live so once you get them you can go back and um that's there you can get classic episodes at any level now you get the classics patreon classics feed um, it was like a little sh uh, shaky there for a few weeks. I've been kind of dealing with some health issues, but um, last week I got on it, I cleaned it up, and it's now scheduled through Halloween. So that those drop Monday morning, 7 a.m. in the BGH Patreon podcast feed, which if you have the Patreon app, um, it's fairly easy. You basically just grab the audio RSS feed link, and you can put that into any podcatcher type situation so i think that's that's one of the more interesting things happening right now I've, I've sort of been curating them by week and i'm getting a little braver with like how far back 
I go like in the vault and I don't listen mm -hmm. to them at all. Like I flip, I flip through very quickly if at all. So you never know what you're going to get, John. Yikes. And at some of the other levels, you get all the episodes. So, and you can do what Caitlin is doing. Caitlin, uh, from Kissimmee, which is doing, what did she say? Casey, her like fifth full listen of every episode. I think third, third. I mean, you're talking, it's it's a ridiculous number either way. You almost seven hundred episodes, yeah. So, speaking of Caitlin, info at bloodygoodhorror.com. She wrote us in this week. Bloody hell on Shutter is so fun. A welcome break from the new normal this year for sure. I don't know what that is. I don't know that I, I do either. You are. Um. Oh fuck! I forgot. I missed part of this email. Was that Australian movie that we did about the road? Uh, oh, God. I know exactly who you're talking about. Um, yeah, me too. Fuck. I it's in the subject, and I forgot to copy the subject over. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get it. You're going to have to Fuck. fucking figure that out. Uh, anyway, there's a sequel to it, apparently. Isn't, Wormwood? That, isn't that one where Wormwood. I think I, oh Wormwood Thank that's you. it good call Casey she says uh, that's it I that's was like the news. saying nasty shit and didn't like one of the actresses like one of the yeah. no it was you or Joe well we were all joking that it was there only one road in Australia which clearly there's <laughs> yes. more than one um, and one of the actresses heard it and wrote in it was actually like a very good sport about it and we largely I feel like liked the movie other than that but yeah. yeah, we had we had some interaction. With I, her was, I remember not liking it. Oh, right. That's yeah. we had some interaction with her. That was fun. She was a good sport. Um, she says that's it. That's the news. Maybe there's two roads in this one. So there you go. Ooh. <laughs> John, did you ever? What was uh? Sorry, what was the movie on Shutter or the thing on Shutter? She was talking Bloody about? Hell. I have not heard of that one. It looks interesting. Can you see it, or did I just read like a? Did I confuse this email? No, it's out there on ID That's IMDb. What it is. Okay. Yeah. Came out in 2000. Or no, 20 there's a 2021 bloody hell. I'm assuming that's what Presumably oh. that's the one she's talking about, yeah. I didn't see that. John, you know what dropped this week that I am pretty pumped about? Did we lose Schnars? Apparently. Bummer. Hey, Casey. Yeah. You know what came out this week that I'm pretty pumped about? What's that? Uh, the Terrifier 2 trailer. Oh, yes. Did you catch it? I did. I'm kind of excited. Yeah, I'm very, very excited. Schnars, that are you there, buddy? No, he's not. Go ahead, Casey. Yeah, he's having some issues there. That one surprised me, though, because that's coming out exclusively on uh, Screenbox, isn't it? Oh, is it Scream? Yeah, it's some like, uh, I feel like Bloody Disgusting is behind like putting it out because they've been kind of getting into like genre label stuff the last couple of years. There you are, Schnars. Right. I mean. I oh, he's been unfriended again. <sighs> All right, Casey. Um, while, Sch uh, uh, while Schnars tries to figure this out, <laughs> why don't we hit Twitter? All right. We actually got a bunch of tweets this week. If you have questions, hit us up. Hashtag ask BGH. Our first one comes in from at NSP 402. And it's a bit of a thinker. 
Nathan, the voice of BGH here. What to say? I effing love your show so much. I am working for a media company now and going to start making short films soon. Wondering what some of your favorite horror shorts are. I am a fan of Argento's Jennifer. Myself. Now, Jennifer was a Masters of Horror episode, right? Would you call that a short? I wonder if that's maybe the the realm he's working in. I'm yeah. not. So we should back up and say when he when Nate or Nathan says, I think he goes he goes by Nate when he says he's the voice of BGH. He means that literally. He's the voice guy that you hear in our bumpers, um, ah. and he's been our voice guy since like 2008 or nine. Like if you go back in the Wayback Machine, if you're on Patreon. The initial voiceover was this guy named Adam that I worked with back, way back in the day, like 18, 17, 18 years ago, that did voiceover stuff. And I had him cut our first thing for us. And then I think Nate was a listener. And somehow I had found out that he did voice work and asked him to cut some stuff. And then he's updated it once or twice since then as shit's changed. But um, yeah, so he's been a longtime contributor to the show. It's been a big part of the, the voice of it. Um, if we're talking that length, I mean that cart the Carpenter Masters of Horror that he did. Uh yeah. Cigarette Burns. Yeah, That's Cigarette Burns was great. I tagged um Elizabeth in this on Twitter because she's like a huge fan of horror shorts and has probably a better memory on this stuff than I do, but there was another one of those that was like something like scenes on a mountain road or something. Yeah, wasn't that Landis? Might have been. Yeah, I remember that. I only watch. I watched maybe ten or even less of those. Like, I'm I'm um, pretty sure that like we did a couple of mini reviews of Fear itself. I feel like we crammed in some way Fear back. Itself episodes. Like, that's like first twenty five episodes, I would guess. Yeah, that was trash. Because at least on Masters of Horror, you could get violent and nudity. Like you could just do stuff and swear. Like. The the fear itself was just so god homogenized for like late twenty two thousand like late two thousands TV. It was just terrible. But. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a good question. I think Elizabeth yeah. is going to hit him up with some wrecks on Twitter. All right. Next up, we have at Leaky Pencils. <clears throat> Excuse me. What's your most horrifying rest stop? Do not go in there. Story. <laughs> I've told this story a couple times, but I had to, I would ended up at South of the border once, uh, driving. You guys familiar with South of the border? Yeah. Yeah. In South Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Driving South from New York to Florida. So you're talking about in the hour, they rode it like a good 13, at least 14 hours at that point. And, uh, I mean, I had to go to the bathroom at like three o'clock in the morning when that place is like deserted, but still lit up, which is like kind of terrifying. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. funny. This movie made me think about it because the stalls in uh, that place, I've talked about this show before. They're like six inches thick concrete that goes all the way down to the floor. Like they are, there's no funny business going on unless you two are ready to get face to face <laughs> together in the stall. I remember those. I mean, I've been in some horrible public restrooms but i've never i don't know if i've ever had one where i was like holy shit i gotta get out of here mm -hmm. and yeah. there's shit, like my expectations of like public men's restroom is so low that i'm just oh. like pleasantly surprised if it's like kind of nice yeah yeah and i don't really have I, a lot of experience in women's restrooms clearly but like what do they know how bad men's mess restrooms are <laughs> like I, I assume they're like oh, oh there he goes again 
Son of a bitch. Um, I did one time go into a, it wasn't a rest stop, but I went into a convenience store in North Carolina once that had like 30 year old carpeting on the ground, which I just found to be like the most disgusting thing on earth. Like, are you back, John? I I honest to God, don't like, this is the most unbelievable thing. It's like the call is totally fine on my side. And you guys keep saying I'm like glitching out. It's like not nothing's roboting. Like it looks fine. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe you should have. So, so. Maybe you should have liked. In my IT so. nerd speak, you've got something down in your hops between us and you. I don't know, but like the call's not breaking up on my end. I mean, I guess it's just the up the upload or whatever the the yeah. You you're know, just upstream, John. What's your creepy uh, yeah. restroom story? Did you not hear? Yeah, I was like, like I don't even have one that I could oh, name. I There's you. just so many. Yeah, I feel like every time you're going into like a public men's restroom, if it's after dark, oh. forget about it. Just oh. pee outside. What are you doing? I've yeah. told this story on the show before, but I'm pretty positive that I got like cruised once in a uh, a bathroom in Florida in a movie theater. Like I was, <laughs> the bathroom was full. Like you know, when a movie gets out, the bathroom just fills up. So I was coming in because I was getting ready to go to a movie. And there were a bunch of people coming out and this dude like sidles up to the uh, urinal next to me, which first of all, like if you can avoid that, don't do that. That's like bad etiquette. I feel like sometimes if it's a packed bathroom, like fine, but he starts like clearing his throat and like, I'm not thinking anything of it. Cause I'm just trying to zone out and not, I'm trying to block everyone out. And like, then he fully turns and looks over my urinal and down and then back up at me and was like, apparently liked what he saw. <laughs> and that was a point at which my brain went, I need an adult. <laughs> I basically like pinched it and ran out and like hid. It was pretty terrifying. Nice. Yeah. I guess. Flattery, All right. I don't know. Next up, a long tired, long time friend, Joe Ferry at PS Trophy Hunter. I recently saw someone say they don't trust people that drink milk. What's the most untrustworthy drink for you? I'm pretty with that. Like milk is milk is real gross. I don't know. Yeah. I, I like milk. Milk is delicious. Well, you just sit and My drink children milk. drink milk all the time. But you will you sit and drink a glass of milk? I mean, if I'm having like a piece of cake, maybe, you know, something nice and chocolatey, you want a little milk breakfast. to cut that? Nah. I don't I usually don't drink it just like right. I used to all the time, but not anymore. Honestly, my dad drinks that, milk constantly. It drives my you're in, it's the You're in the thing. pocket it's, of big milk, John. That's what this is. <laughs> it sounds uh, bizarre, but growing up, my favorite thing, if I wake up in the middle of the night, have to go to the bathroom or something, was getting milk out of the fridge, just drinking it straight out of the jug. Oh, it was so cold. It was super bed, good. And then going back to bed with milk mouth, that's no, no, bueno. Yep. I feel hey, like, I'm Midwestern. We all got milk mouth. I mean, I <laughs> listen, I drank milk. Growing up as a kid, my parents had in the house, it was like a staple. I'm sure I had dinners and shit. But it was like when I moved out for the first time, really, and moved away, I remember being like, why do I do that? It was just like I was, what you ever like, you just stop and question a thing you've done your whole life? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. And then Maybe, I, but uh, and then I stopped. look, the answer to this question is pretty straightforward. I think it's for loco. Well, that's fair. Uh, or any, like, I would actually put like a lot of energy drinks. Like people who drink like, and and, and I don't know. Some of them are very popular. I understand, but like, just drink coffee. I think like, if you're you drinking, yeah, just, <laughs> I mean, it is so. I mean, what? Uh, there's a lot of evidence that those things are like real bad for your heart. But I also oh, think yeah. if on top coffee or no energy drinks. Energy drinks. Energy but drinks. I also yeah. think if you're drinking like 
full sugar ones, like you just have a death wish, dude. <laughs> what what yeah. are you doing? Well, I was going to say Mountain Dew was the most untrustworthy drink, but I don't know. I go, yeah. I go for a loco. I actually got one of those uh, Starbucks triple shots a week or two ago. Uh, I was in a hurry and grabbing it before work and coming back to sit in my office. And literally, like by like one o'clock in the afternoon, I was starting to scare myself. I was getting twitchy and feeling weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Man, this. I had to uh, recently I had to quit caffeine because of my stomach. I haven't had any caffeine in like almost a month. Oh, poor thing. You get you adjust pretty quick, but I do I do miss. Yeah, I, do, yeah. I miss. I the, it takes like a week. I miss the ritual part of it. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, that's a big part of it. All right, next up, our good friend at Rachie Pants, Rachel, who's a f- frequent guest from Zombie Girls. Uh, what movie, even if it's one you don't especially love, best captures the essence and terror of cosmic horror? Bonus question, have you ever seen a glory hole in the wild? Where, when, and what did you do? <laughs> There's glory holes all over men's bathrooms. This is what I'm trying to I've say. Never like, seen, I've, not- never, I've never seen one in real life. You've never seen a real one? Not in real life, no. Oh, man. I feel like there I've, was... I've seen so them on the internet, but not, not at, in real life. At, at Duke University, uh, in the basement of the student center, there was like a specific stall that had a glory hole in it wow. that everybody knew about. Because like, if you went into that bathroom, you were there like doing shit at like, you know... Did the sometime. person on the other end have to wear white gloves? <laughs> <laughs> Again... <laughs> I don't think I ever used the stall, but you like walk by and you're like, huh, there yeah. you go, man. I've seen a couple of uh, in unsavory places, let's say. Yeah, they're not. I mean, I'm sure that's gone now. Like, just to be clear, I've been into that stall yeah. a long time. But um, so, we focused yeah, we, on the on the on the bonus question, though. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Well, oh, the best cosmic horror. Yeah. The the your. What movie best captures the essence and terror of cosmic horror for you? For me, I think it's In the Mouth of Madness. That's a good one. That's like one of my favorite horror movies. I wasn't 100% sure. I guess it counts, right? It's very, the creatures in that movie are like super Lovecraft. And he's credited that material with like inspiring that movie. It's, yeah. yeah. And it's all about, it's all about the fear of the unknown, which I think is pretty huge in that. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like The Void is. Is that the Nick Cage one? No, that no, is no. color out of space. Color like that yeah. movie stuck with me. I still think about that movie. So how fucking weird that movie was. It's real weird. Yeah, I I was gonna say being a geek of the void and uh, color out of space. I think we're both I don't pretty rem- good examples. I don't remember the void. Took place in a hospital. Yeah, you. I mean, if they, they had like the, this out in the, the weird lot. swirlies on their face. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I yeah. can like. I mean, I don't no, they had triangles. I remember. Yeah, yeah. I remember nothing from that movie. Would um, we count? Would, I mean, is anything Lovecraftian automatically cosmic? Because yeah, would we sure. would we count underwater? There are. I wouldn't say it's full blown cosmic there, horror. There are elements. There's a literal literal Cthulhu in that movie. <laughs> Yeah, but that's like you get to that's the more last about the whatever than two minutes of that, or not? Maybe not that. I don't but, make up that. You guys made up the rules. I'm just <laughs> living in your world here. Pretty sure you asked us like a specific point yeah. question, but in any way, leading the witness. There you go. 
All right. Next question from our buddy Mando at Black Metal Jesus. Is there something specific that marks the beginning of spooky season for you? Perhaps the smell, weather, or the appearance of a spirit store? Yeah, man. Spirit stores, I like that they open up like late August. There's a couple already open around here. But for man, like living in the Northeast, it's a crazy place up here because you can get like a week of negative 20 in the winter and then you can get a, a week of 95 in the summer and like the swing is harsh it's at my my favorite kind of like transition thing is happening literally today which is where you just kind of wake up one day and you feel the slightest chill in the air like it still might be hot in the 70s or whatever but the like there is a textural change to the heat where it's just a little weaker you start to feel the sun get weaker the shadows get longer like i'm way into that as people start and then like pretty soon after that by the time you're in the end of september around here leaves are turning people yeah. are, people are burning shit and you know it's just it's good i like i'm very into the like i guess smells in particular of fall it used to be uh for me like when you first start seeing pumpkin eels and the monster cereals show up, but they're starting to show up now in, in, in August too. I swear to God, it's like 24 or 24. It's like 12 months out of the year. You're getting pumpkin eels at this point. So yeah, I haven't seen them as much as my area, but they've been starting to show up, but it's still like to what Eric was saying. It's still like, it was 86 degrees today. It doesn't feel like it. <laughs> yeah. I also find that like another smell I really love is like, I'm a big connoisseur, John, of grass cutting smell. It's like a big nostalgia point for me. And when I started moving around the country, realized that grass smells different everywhere. Like mm -hmm. the yeah. grass where I grew up only smells like that here. But also there is a particular smell to grass that is cut in like early October that is like damp and almost dead. That is like, that's super fall to me. It's yeah. been super dry. I assume Eric, it's been dry in Albany too. Like the Until grass, a couple days ago, but it's pretty dead. Yeah, right? it was like all nuked. So, yeah. All right. Next up, uh, from at the Holler Kings, another uh, good horror podcast out there. What's your favorite horror genre anthology show? Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah, it is wonderful and weird and campy, and no two episodes are the same has the best intro ever and it was syndicated which meant you could just see it at any old yeah, weird all, random time all. yeah yeah probably on like a uhf station somewhere back in the day it was like monsters was the same deal i feel like that was like it, it was like you could always find a monsters, monsters i believe was also yeah. a syndicated deal yeah yeah it definitely was uh i would probably go um Tales from the Crypt, if I had to. I think like, it, I think act, I think at, if you're looking just pure, like I just have a soft spot for Tales from the Dark Side. But if you're act, looking at actual quality, it's Tales from the Crypt. I don't think anything's ever yeah. matched that quality week to week as Tales from the Crypt. Did. And it was yeah. also like, um, like it might be hard for people to understand if they weren't around then, but that show was kind of a cultural moment. Like the Crypt Keeper was like a pop culture thing. They had tons of celebrity cameos and directors and like, it was a big, pretty big thing, which makes it yeah. so infuriating that it's not streaming anywhere. Yeah. The, I'm, sure uh, the, I'm sure the crypt daddies can find it for you there. The yeah. There's a lot on, on YouTube. You can find this. Uh, yeah. Well, I, from my experience with hanging out, with I rewatched a bunch of it. Actually, who was I talking to? I guess I was talking to Jason from dads from the crypt. Cause I was saying like, I had rewatched a bunch of them in like 2016 
and I, we watched them on YouTube and they were in full HD and it was like every episode. I'm like, how the hell has this shit not been taken down? And I don't remember what it was now, but there, he's interviewed that dude. There's a whole story behind yeah, yeah, that yeah. channel. Yeah, I listened to that interview, yeah. Yeah, Tales for the Crypt was always mine for uh, pure horror, but like a true favorite that does have some horror in it was always twilight zone though. I was always like way into that. Yeah. That and uh Ray Bradbury stories. I was too, I wasn't old enough. I feel like to hit the twilight zone train. But... Well, I didn't see when they originally aired. Let's be, well, fair. I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> I saw them in syndication. You know what the thing is old. like when tales in the crypt came out, I was young enough. The crypt keeper scared the ever loving shit out of me. Like I remember oh, yeah. we didn't, I always like, this my barometer because my parents didn't have there were periods when I was a kid my parents were like doing okay money wise and then periods were like we very much were not I knew even as a kid even like you know they weren't really letting us in but here's how I knew how they were doing did we have HBO and Disney <laughs> if we had HBO and Disney because those were both like pay channels like you had to buy them a la carte then mm-hmm. I knew like things when the, things in the house were going okay John but uh there was a time when I remember we didn't have it. I remember sleeping over at a friend's house whose parents let him stay up and do whatever the fuck he wanted to and staying up late and watching Tales from the Crypt and just wanting to pee my pants. Like the intro to that show was the scariest thing I feel like that's ever been on TV. <laughs> that's fair. All right. One moment here. I lost my tab. We got two more here. Another one from Mando at Black Metal Jesus. One more. Who is the best Dracula? Christopher Lee, Bella Lugosi, Gary Oldman, or the obvious choice, Sir Leslie Nielsen? Um, Gary Oldman, <laughs> man. loving it. God, you betcha. It's always Bram Stoker's Dracula from Gary Oldman. Fox in that movie. Yeah. I mean, I know where Casey's going. Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to go the same place. I really do like Bella Gossi, though. So, I don't know. I I like Bella, too, but Christopher Lee's got his own style. Yeah. What about Mr. Burns? (laughs) (laughs) When he impersonated Gary Oldman in that show. Yeah. All right. Last question. Last but not least, from our good friend at Whitney, please. It's only 60 days until Halloween. Do you have your costume picked out yet? Dude, I'm, I've barely survived summer at this point. I'm just trying to make the next like three days <laughs> until school starts again for the kids. So I don't, uh, I have no yeah, kids I this year. I did. I, I mean, I, I kind of, uh, two years ago, I went to Schnars. Mm-hmm. Um, True honor for me and you. Yep. I had a monocle and some white gloves and a Ducat. I bought a Ducat from, uh, oh, what the hell is that site? Poshmark. <laughs> where you like sell people can sell their clothes so i I just have someone's old ducat in my closet somewhere yeah and then last year offended you're not wearing it right now last year i went as quarantine schnars Mm -hmm. who had long hair yeah and then basically the same outfit it's i keep it simple yeah i probably had a v-neck on or something like a yeah an undershirt I don't know what I'm going to be. I got to start asking the kids because Lord knows they're going to come up with something and you got to like prepare. It's a fucking. Yeah. Last year I just took them to like a Halloween store and I was like, look, just pick out a goddamn costume. I'm like, actually, I mean, I'm renting, but I'm actually in a house in a neighborhood where there might be trick or treaters, but like little kids don't want to do that though. Right. Like. Do what? Well, cause if we're going to trick or treat, probably would go somewhere else like to maybe my, their cousin's neighborhood or something, which is nearby. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah. I thought you were saying little kids don't want trick or treat. I was like, what? But yeah, I honestly have no idea what we're doing for Halloween yet. And we're so out of sync with October. My wife and I thought for sure it was our uh, 24th anniversary this year, but it's not. It's our 25th. Wow. <laughs> so our Halloween Sil- plans have changed. <laughs> Silver anniversary? Yeah. There you go. Okay. So that will have a strong influence on what we end up doing for Halloween costumes. Okay. Is that it? That's it for tweets. I love it. Let's see what we got here. How about Instagram? Instagram. Shout out to Merle who writes this in every week and never asks a question. He just makes a joke that doesn't help us. I love you, buddy. <laughs> never change. <laughs> um, F. Mary Kill, grapes, olives, or coffee? Ugh. Three foods grapes? that have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> well, hold <laughs> on. on. Grapes face. and olives are like both spherical. Sure, but they're like not They're not snacks. substitutes for each other. They're not like, it's not like all condiments. I don't know. Yeah. Marry coffee, uh, fuck grapes, kill olives. Just it's kill like, olives. There's olives no disgusting. other answer yeah. in my mind. I would ki- I would fuck olives and kill grapes. <sighs> I, I prefer olives more. I don't mind grapes. I don't have a problem with them. I, I can, just prefer olives. I can barely be in the same room as an olive. Like I find them that repulsive. <laughs> oh, Eric, I think you told me at some point that maybe I read this somewhere that uh, grapes uh, have like one of the highest um, – What's it called? Where it like spikes your glucose response. They're not yeah, like, great for your blood sugar. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. they are healthy in other ways, John. Yeah. I mean, if you have tasty. them perhaps after a full meal of protein and fiber, then yeah. you'd be they, okay. They make wine too. So, well, that's true. Yeah. If you serve olives stuffed with a clove of garlic, look out because you're going to get want to get out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> Settle down. It's good stuff. <laughs> um, That's funny. Next up from our friend Brian. Do y'all know how much of this straight glory hole talk is making this homo giggle? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, listen, we need a glory that's, hole correspondent apparently. Cause I'm that's a good point. <laughs> um, two more questions. Well, one Elizabeth wrote in, have you ever, have you seen a real glory hole? I did once on a road trip. Wild. Apparently they're just in Duke. So <laughs> I think they're like kind of everywhere. Yeah, I don't know. I'm surprised if people haven't seen one. You're not using enough public restrooms is my I guess. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's possible. I like stumbled into like a bar bathroom at some point and didn't just didn't notice it because I mean, yeah, those places it's are not in my you know, experience. They're not as well painted as it was in the movie. Every it's, like every bar, uh, every bar bathroom in America, like dive bar bathroom is like a murder scene that I'm trying to run in and out of as quickly as humanly possible. Yeah, but yeah. they're not usually in like a stab, like establishment, like a uh, businesses because the business owner is like, no, 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 no. Depends on the kind it's of business, you- John. Well, I guess that's fair. You're right. I shouldn't make broad generalizations like that. However, they're in like public restrooms that are just poorly or lightly maintained. Right. Because yeah. then it's just like, fuck it, whatever. Think of um, adult clubs. Well, I mean... Strip clubs. Well, oh, right, like swingers yeah, I mean, club, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um never no, I don't know. Wait, no. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of it. Someone else just wanted to know why I hate olives so much. Um, because they're disgusting. <laughs> wow. Real time questions. Real time questions. That's awesome. 
They're just disgusting. I've had to eat pizza before that had olives on it, like, and I'll pick them off, but like, it doesn't, they've ruined it already. Like, there's no coming yeah, back. Totally. Totally agree. Strong. You don't like, you don't like olives either, Jen? No, no. I mean, I will eat them in like a tapenade or something, no, you know, but it, like, I can't no. close runner yeah. up, um, capers, second most disgusting food in existence, which is well, I was basically say, you guys, just tiny you guys are clearly not a fan of mufalata. No, mm. I have had it actually. <laughs> I have had it, but no, I don't yeah. like it. I'm a big fan. I'm right. more savory. I'm more into savory than sweet though. So doesn't surprise me. That is it for glorious. Um, man, we're rounding into fall season here. I, I mean, I haven't really looked ahead. I know we got Halloween kills coming up in a few. Halloween ends. Halloween ends. Yeah. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I are think- you guys real quick? Are you guys going to do movie theater day or whatever the hell they're calling it? What is that? Where it's all cheap or something? Yeah, it's three dollar tickets. Like at when? Any participating theater. Nice. Yeah. When is this? Uh, Saturday. Oh, I mean, is there oh, anything out? Won't. Is there anything out worth seeing right now? I guess that's the question. Well, no, that's like a joke. They're re-releasing Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, and like, there's like maybe some added shit in it. I don't know. Um, but no, like the, literally the theater right now, it's like a complete ghost town. It's, it's I, mean, I guess if I hadn't seen, if I hadn't seen Nope, it would be a good occasion to go do that. Well, it, the, there's <laughs> the the projections I've seen are that Top Gun Maverick is going to get to number one again. Oh, so I got to hear about that dumbass movie. Um, I'm going to my parents for the weekend, and the theater in their own t- hometown is not part of a chain or anything. It's like a mom and pop place. We call it the Pole Barn because that's kind of like what the building looks like from the outside. And they've yeah. got like four or five screens, but that dude is the biggest miser I have ever seen. I seen him <laughs> kick a lady out for bringing her baby's sippy cup in filled with water. And I'm yes. not joking. <laughs> There's no way he's going to show a $3 movie. <laughs> I was actually like in, inspired by this Halloween weather today. I was starting to look up my local drive-in to see what they had going on, but they don't have any schedule up past this week. So I don't know if they're doing anything special for Halloween. There's I um, I should check the drive-in at my mom's. There's a movie that came out last weekend that was number one. I haven't seen anything about it or even heard anything about it, but The Invitation which obviously we've seen another imitation, but it's also a horror movie called oh, The Invitation. Um, and then there's that movie Beast with uh, Idris Elba that I don't know, like I'd, I'd watch it. What is it's that? It's like it's like Jaws but Lion. Yeah, you didn't. Looks like that. Uh, we had the trailer. Yes, that know. trailer looks pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I thought it that. was pretty good too. But. Or like Cujo with a lion. Yeah, it well, looks like. Yeah, a- like it looks like it's directly like a uh, descendant of that prey movie from the seventies. That was super famous for how dangerous it was during filming. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess we'll have to figure out what we're doing next weekend, unless you guys want to do beast and uh, we can, I don't know that I'll be able to get to the theater though. So yeah, well, we will figure it out and you out there in listener land can stay tuned to us on Twitter. If you got suggestions, hit us up on uh, Twitter. Yeah. yeah, join us on Slack. It's getting people are starting to get frothy about uh, PSLs and um, spirit, oh, yeah. spirit Halloweens and all that shits, guys. This it's is our, about to go off. This is our Slack time of year when everyone's real fired up. So get excited. So yeah, it's gonna do it for glorious. Don't forget to check us out Patreon.com/slash Bloody Good Horror. Hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll talk to you soon. See you. Bye bye.